Good morning. Even as we start the word of God today, uh, we'll just bow down and pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you, Lord, as we look into your word, I pray that you would protect us. Every form of distraction in any way we bind by the blood of Jesus. We pray that you talk to each one of us personally through what is going to be shared today. May you be magnified through each one of our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, uh, so today uh, I thought it will be a good thing to um, see from the life of Daniel and his friends what lesson we can learn and practically uh, how we can apply it in each of our lives. So, the book of Daniel, just a background about uh, about Daniel and his life story. The book of Daniel, who wrote the book? The question comes to our mind. And uh, the book of Daniel was written by Daniel himself. And uh, he was taken as a captive by the people in uh, Babylon, that is the king of Babylon, took him into captive along with his friends. And once Daniel arrived in Babylon, he was renamed as Belteshazzar in an effort to more closely identify him with his new home. So Daniel uh, lived there throughout the Jews' 70 years captivity. And eventually he rose up to become one of the only three administrators over the provincial governors through the king, throughout the kingdom. So, what time was this written when the question comes? Um, basically, it covers much of the new Babylonian Empire and the early years of the Persian Empire. Uh, it, uh, if you were to go back to history, it was about mid-8th century BC, uh, when the dominant power in the ancient Near East was Assyria. So, the last major king of Assyria, whose name was Ashurbanipal, he died in 627 BC. And after that, you know, Assyria starts declining in its reign. So, uh, Judah at that time had predominantly uh, been an Assyrian vassal over a century. And the Assyrian decline, it enabled King Josiah to institute religious reforms. Uh, in the sense, you know, he started religious reforms uh, due to which he declared independence from the Assyrian Empire. Now, Josiah, Josiah was a king who opposed Pharaoh Necho II when he went to Assyria's aid in 609 BC. Uh, finally, Josiah got killed in a battle at Megiddo, which is mentioned in 2 Kings 23, 29-30. After Josiah's death, the Judites, uh, they make Josiah's younger son, Jehoshaphat, as king. But it was Necho who puts his older brother, whose name is Jehua king, in his place as king. It's given in 2 Kings 23, 31-35. So, at around 605 BC, the Egyptians defeated uh, in uh, they were defeated in Carchemish by an army which was led by Babylonian crown prince Nebuchadnezzar so later all the other places which was under Egyptian influence including Judah it came under Babylonian control so background goes up you know in that way in which you know finally it's the Babylonian people you know by the time uh, Nebuchadnezzar had already become king and uh, you know he 
became the ruler of uh, the people of uh, Judah. Of course, you know, the king Jehoiakim was left in place by uh, Nebuchadnezzar, but all the loot was taken along with, you know, people who were there in Jerusalem, you know, so that they would be slaves and uh, uh, would be used otherwise in the Babylonian kingdom. So Daniel was a part of the loot, you know, which uh, the Babylonian king took with him after uh, defeating, you know, Judah. So coming to the lessons learned, uh, the first lesson I would say uh, that I personally learned from the life of Daniel and his friends is, uh, it is about having a positive attitude, which is actually a demonstration of faith in God. It's not like having a positive a attitude, believing on nothing. Uh, what do I mean to say by that? Uh, what I mean to say is, for example, if I have a positive attitude, attitude and thinking, hey, all is going to be fine. But how is it going to be fine? You know, I, I don't have a basis, you know, based on which, you know, I have a positive attitude saying, hey, all is going to be fine. But when I say, hey, all may may not become fine, but God is in control and he will take care of me. You know, that's, that's a positive attitude on the basis of my faith in God. You know, so, so, so the kind of positive attitude that Daniel demonstrated was this kind of, you know, positive attitude by which his faith was in God. He, it was not uh, like, you know, um, he expected the outcome is going to be good. Whether the outcome be good or bad, his positive attitude was God will take care. So, so that demonstration of faith in God was something that really struck me. Uh, I would like to just define, you know, attitude. Mm, attitude is, uh, this is the Oxford uh, Dictionary meaning of attitude. So attitude is the way that you think and feel about someone or something, the way that you behave towards someone or something that shows how you think and feel. Now, this is very important. Why? Because uh, what we behave or what comes on the external depends on what we put into our internal. Meaning, how we think, what are the things that we put in our heart determines how we speak or how we behave with somebody. I'll just uh, read out to you a passage from Luke chapter 6, verse 45. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. So what I mean to say is, practically speaking, it is very important for us to understand and uh, think what are the things that I put in my heart? What are the things I put in my mind? For example, majority of the time, if I spend time, you know, just seeing things on television, which is not going to benefit me much, I'm filling myself with those things. And my attitude also becomes like that. For example, if I see, you know, a lot of revenge movies, you know, on television and keep seeing that, that is what I'm filling myself with. So my mind and heart get filled with, you know, revenge, you know, and violence etc so 
my attitude also you know starts becoming like that under the influence of you know uh, the things which i am seeing and putting in my heart on the other hand suppose i say you know i choose to put the things of god more in my heart by spending more time with him you know the word of god into my mind the word of god into my heart my attitude also starts changing by which you know when somebody you know probably uh, slaps me the thought that comes is if somebody slaps on your cheek give the other cheek also so the attitude changes based on what we allow us to influence the most is what i i wanted to say so so it's very important that that checkpoint should always be there what am i filling my mind and my hearts with if i am filling my mind and heart with all negative things what is going to come out is going to be negative if i am going to fill my mind and my heart always with pessimistic thoughts thinking oh this pandemic when is it going to end what is happening the end of the world etc etc my attitude is also going to be pessimistic in which you know i'll be depressed i start saying oh why am i in this kind of situation but if i start filling my heart and mind with thoughts like oh yes the pandemic is happening but what has jesus said in this world you will have trouble but be of good cheer for he has overcome the world and the word of god says oh death where is your sting oh death you've been swallowed up in victory by the lord jesus so you know uh, when we start filling our minds with things you know which are right before god our attitude also changes to the things around us we start seeing in in a positive manner based on our you know as a demonstration of our faith in god if you see if you have to see the life of daniel definitely you know it was not a you know nice situation that he was in you know it was a very very sad situation you know he's gone to babylon not to rejoice not for a party you know he's gone to babylon because he has become captive under the king of babylon and they can do to him anything they want right from slavery to whatever they want in such a situation we see a person who is positive and who is willing to put faith in god no matter what so the question that comes to us is how can i also develop this kind of attitude how can we also develop this kind of attitude the answer to that is one and only and that is growing in our relationship with god and how do we grow in our relationship with god we have to spend time with god in prayer we cannot say we are so busy you know that i don't have time for god if that is so you know if we cannot give time for god then there's a high chance we will have you know either a spiritual breakdown or an emotional breakdown because it's only god who can strengthen us you know in difficult times so we have to spend time with the lord in prayer and we have to meditate in his word because as i said we have to be careful what we fill our minds with so philippians chapter 
verse 8 you know say, says finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report is there any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy meditate on these things so let's not be gossipers but let's be people who will spread the message of you know what Jesus has done for us rather than spread you know about what somebody else has done what somebody you know else is doing etc 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 so the second uh, lesson that I learned from the life of Daniel is Daniel was a person who was determined to be true to God Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and then later on it goes on to say you know but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank therefore he requested the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself so Daniel chapter 1 verses from 5 to 8 this is I really like that uh, uh, line, you know, in, in these verses. I put it in bold, you know, in the slide. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. That determination, you know, that making up of the mind is very, very important if we have to, you know, do uh, work for the kingdom of God like Daniel. Uh, the word of God says, if there is a double-minded person, you know, He's like a shaft, you know, which will be blown away by the wind, you know. We have to be people who are firm, uh, who, who are, you know, determined, you know, to be true to God. If we have made up our mind to be determined, if, if, we, if we have become determined to be true to God, no matter what may come, like Daniel was not shaken, we will also not be shaken. But if our mind is not made up, then, you know, any whim and fancy will come and then you know start shaking us up so we have to be firm in certain things in our life especially with things regards to god um that's the same you know if we see uh, even in things like marriage if we are not determined uh you know suppose we are getting married and if you are not determined if you are not sure that you know this is the one I really, really want to marry for life, then we will never be sure for life. And then, you know, it's going to be disastrous if you are not, you know, determined for life. So we have to make up our mind if we have to be, you know, true to God. Third uh, good thing or third thing that I learned from Daniel and his friends was he respected authorities. Daniel was firm about his belief in God. Nevertheless, he was respectful. Daniel chapter 1 verses 11 to 13, we can see that. Even in the previous uh, verse which I read, you know, chap chapter 1 verse 8, he requested the eunuch that he may not defile himself. So this is also another attitude which is very important for us as believers to, you know, develop in our lives as we walk in our Christian life. It is easier to say, stand firm and say, okay, I don't want it. But we should not be rude about it. You know, we should not be like, uh, what do you know? You know, you don't know anything. You know, 
i worship my true god you know i will do means i will do that is also not the kind of attitude that i can see in daniel the kind of attitude that i see in daniel is he knows what he is doing and he knows that what he is doing is right in the sight of god but in all humility and respect you know to the authorities above him he you know request them can we please he goes on to say you know can you please give us you know um the diet you know other than what you are doing and see for the next 10 days if in case uh, you know our physique becomes bad compared to the others who are taking that diet which you are giving then you do to us however you may feel but please give us this you know number of days at least you know for 10 days and at the end of 10 days of course you know god honored them and you know they were looking much more healthier than their counterparts who were taking you know the king's meal so what i mean to say is you know we should always uh, be firm about things at the same time have the humility to be respectful about our firmness and beliefs so that is something which i learned next is daniel was bold to stand for god ja- daniel chapter 6 verse 10 Now there is a decree which has been passed you know by the king under the influence of some miscreants by which they say you know you are not going to bow down before any other you know person except you know the king Daniel now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed he went home now he knows that the writing has been signed he goes home and then in his upper room he opens the window and as his daily habit was he sits down kneels down and prays in the sense he was not afraid to do what god had you know uh, uh, put in his heart to do that was his priority in life in the sense spending time with god, with god was always his priority in life and there was nothing that was going to you know come in place of that many a times you know spending time with god we try we tend to get influenced by so many things you know which need not influence us uh when 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 we have decided to spend time with god so let's make you know that spending time with god and you know the things that we have decided for god no matter what may come let's be you know bold enough to stand you know for him no matter what as was his habit uh, since his early days he uh, was bold to stand for god next is you know the other lesson i learned was he had immense faith in god he and his friends this is daniel chapter 3 verses from 17 to 18 this is uh, daniel's friends who were you know put into the fiery furnace and look what they say in daniel chapter 3:17 to 18 if that is the case our god whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand o king but if not let it be known to you o king that we do not serve your gods nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up now this is the kind of faith that god is actually looking you know for not a faith that is dependent on answers a faith that chooses to believe even if answers come the opposite way 
you know daniel's friends say you know o king we know that you know even if you put into put us into the fiery furnace our god is able to deliver but perchance he doesn't deliver us also then also we are not going to do what you are going saying why because they had faith that even if god's answer is otherwise that doesn't mean that god doesn't exist that doesn't mean that you know the god they believed in was false it's just that the purpose of god was that that you know probably they should you know die in that way so you know in in our you know christian dumb you know one of the teachings i feel which needs to be emphasized upon a lot is god may not answer our prayers the way we ask always sometimes it may be opposite of what we ask but even in that opposite god is good and what he does is the best for example some people may ask you know god heal this cancer you know god may heal in his sovereignty and mercy but perchance god doesn't heal and he chooses to take that person away with him does that mean that god doesn't exist no it's not like that that also means that you know god is good and he has actually taken that person away to be with him so that he can enjoy the kingdom of god forever with no more sorrows no more tears no more sickness no more death so that's what i think you know uh, our god is always a god of balance he is never like you know he will work only in one way but he is sovereign and he knows what he is doing sometimes he may deliver us from a situation sometimes he may not because it may be that he has purpose that we should die in that way otherwise there would not be any christian martyrs at all if god were to you know deliver everybody when they cried out peter was a martyr paul was a martyr for god every other apostle except john was a martyr for god does that mean that god didn't hear their prayers no god heard so many times god delivered them but when the right time came god allowed them to die due to those means because he wanted them to be with him forever in a better place and now they are there you know in a better place no more sickness no more sorrows no more tears god healed lazarus yes did lazarus not die forever he died when the right time came he died so that's what i want to emphasize on our faith in god should not be because god answers prayer in the way we want him to answer but our faith in god should be in the character of god that no matter what the answer be god is always good and he knows what he is doing so that's exactly what i see in the friends of daniel next thing is about you know the boldness to speak the truth you know daniel chapter 5 verse 25 to 28 now this is a king called belshazzar you know who was king and then you know he's having a party out there you know and at that moment a hand comes you know and writes an inscription as you can see in the picture that i put so an inscription saying mene mene tekel upar sin 
I don't know if the pronunciation is correct, but whatever is given in our Bible, I, do, I don't know, somebody who knows this, you know, uh, language will be able to pronounce it better. Yeah. So, many, many tekel of farsan. So, ultimately, you know, Daniel actually interprets it saying, your kingdom, you know, you have been weighed in the balances and found weighing. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. To speak that would have required so much of boldness because Daniel is not speaking something which is ha going to make the king happy. The consequences could have been anything. The king could have ordered him, you know, to be killed. Many of the prophets, you know, when they actually prophesied doom to, you know, many of the kings in the past, you know, they had to suffer because the king didn't like the message. But here is Daniel. He doesn't care what's going to happen to him. He just tells what what the Lord puts in his heart about the interpretation of that, you know, writing. Of course, uh, King Belshazzar honored Daniel. He clothed him in purple and stuff like that. But yeah, the consequence could have been anything. So I think for us also, we need to be bold to speak the truth. If God is putting something in our heart with all due respect, you know, to the person that whom we are telling these things, you know, we should be bold enough, you know, to say. Next thing that I see in the life of Daniel is that Daniel was persistent in knowing what God was telling him. Persistence, fervence. He had so much of, you know, he was not willing to give up. Daniel chapter 10 verse 1 to 3, if you see. So one of the, you know, towards the end it says, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full, full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Daniel was so much troubled by this dream that he was seeing, this vision that he was seeing. He was not being able to understand what was God trying to tell. So he was very, very persistent. You know, he was not willing to give up. He was asking God, God, what does this mean? I can't understand. And so much so that, you know, he, he was mourning three whole weeks. He did not eat any kind of pleasant food, you know, when, when this thing was happening. And ultimately, after three weeks, of course, God answers his prayer and, you know, sends an angel, you know, to tell him the interpretation of that dream, that vision. So, from this I can learn is, I should be persistent, you know, in knowing God. I should not be giving up and saying, you know, ah, God has not answered me. It's okay. Maybe, you know, I should just give, give up. We have to keep persisting, you know, in our quest for knowing God, you know, till He reveals it to us. Next is, um, the the lesson I learned is Daniel was a man to whom God revealed his heart for the days to come. Daniel chapter 10 verse 10 to 11. The angel comes to him and says, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. See, underlining that word, you know, Oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved. Imagine, you know, being a friend like this of God, to whom God actually reveals his heart. That is amazing, you know. I think 
the best of all friends I really want to have probably would be God. Because he is the most trustworthy of all beings ever. And he is the most reliable. So, you know, knowing the heart of God, I guess, will be the greatest privilege that a man can have in this entire world. And Daniel had that privilege. But that privilege was not given to him just like that, you know. If we see the life of Daniel, the kind of discipline he had with God, the kind of relationship he had with God. I mean, he, he had, he had, you know, cultured this kind of a deep relationship with God to such an extent that God actually, you know, calls him beloved and reveals his heart onto him. So much so that the prophecies of Daniel, we are still, you know, some uh, have been fulfilled and some we are still waiting, you know, for them to be fulfilled. So such an impact this one man has because of his disciplined relationship with God. So my, you know, prayer today for all of us would be, you know, that God will help us to be his Daniel and his friends for a generation like this right now. So just to, you know, give a quick recap about the lessons that I learned from the life of Daniel. First is about positive attitude as a demonstration of faith in God. Second is determination to be true to God no matter what. Third is to respect authorities, to be firm about our belief, nevertheless to be respectful towards our authorities, to be bold to stand for God, to have immense faith in God, to be bold to speak the truth, to be persistent in knowing what God is telling us, and to be a man or a woman to whom God reveals his heart for the days to come. May God help us to be Daniel and his friends once again for our generation. Amen. We'll pray. Father God, the lessons that we learned from Daniel help us to put it into practice. Lord, in all my weakness, Lord, I know that you have spoken. Help me also and each one of us to go back and do what you want us to do in accordance to what you have spoken to each one of us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.